It's that time of year when things are getting a little uh, dark outside, literally, and maybe dark inside our habits. (laughs) (laughs) This feels oddly personal. Is this what's been happening with me? Is this about me wearing track pants too much? (laughs) I'm also wearing track pants right now. Yeah, we are definitely in comfy mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like this is the time of year when it's, you know, six or eight weeks until Christmas and everybody feels like everything can slide into the holidays (laughs) and then, uh, just, I'll just get back after it in January, but no, we don't necessarily have to do that. We can stick with our good habits through Mm -hmm. November, through December. Yeah. We can do a big push to the end of the year and instead of restarting for 2020, we can already be in it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I feel like we can get a lot accomplished All right. in these last, these last couple months. Woo. Let's, get yeah. after, let's get after it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, usually, but tonight I'm live in St. Thomas, and with me is my discipline accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, coming to you live from the railway capital of Canada. I'm a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario, and I'm a small town gal, but I'm a big believer in the power of habit. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. On today's episode, we are going to share our thoughts on an article about how to get back on track with your good habits when you have a slip up. In Umi Likey, I'm into a cute and entertaining Instagram account and Jenny's loving a new season of a show that she loves, but this time on the other side of the world. My win is that I checked off a big goal on my 19 for 2019 list and Jenny's learn is... Related to my cell phone. What? Did I already tell you about this? What happened when I went to a movie? I don't think so. Oh, wait for it. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. James Clear, one of our online pretend best friends, recently shared an article about how to get back on track when you have a slip up. Inevitably, life happens. We all make mistakes, but it's what we do after that really counts. Jenny and I feel like this is a good time to talk about the subject because we are in that dark part of autumn where we've lost the motivation that September gave us and we might be tempted to just let our habits slide into the holidays and then get refocused maybe in the new year. Is this resonating with anyone? Maybe. If so, uh, James Clear provides seven strategies to help you get yourself sorted out. So we will walk through his great advice in this article, and then we'll provide any added thoughts that we have on the subject, as we like to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will also provide a link in the show notes so that you can check this article out as well. We love some James Clear. Yes, James Clear is fantastic. He is great. So number one is schedule your habits into your life. I think that this is such a great tip. Um, So he says, give your habits a specific space in your life. There's two main options talked about for making this habit work for you. And it's put it in your calendar. Yes. So actually schedule it out. Put it on there. Not just that you're going to do it, but when you're going to do it. 
Right? Yes. That's important. This is important, especially for things that you like, that always slip. Like, oh, yes. I'm going to exercise three times this week, but it's never on the calendar, yeah. so you never do it. When are you going to do it? Yeah. That's right. So then the other option was tie it to your current behavior. So Gretchen refers to this as the strategy of pairing. So maybe it's not a specific time frame, but then they should have a trigger. So maybe it's when you get out of bed, you go for a walk. Right. Something like that. Or when you brush your teeth, you, you floss. floss your teeth. Yeah, so tie it in. So, yeah, she calls it pairing. There was another term for this, too. Habit stacking. Habit stacking. Habit stacking. That's it. So, anyhow, so that's a, a good way to kind of pair those up. But, you know, it's it's great to say you're going to make a change, but you got to have a real strategy to actually do it. Um, and I like this, too. Soon is not a time, and some is not a number. When and where exactly are you going to do this? You might forget once. But what system do you have in place to automatically remind you the next time? Awesome. All right, number two, stick to your schedule even in small ways. It's not the individual impact of missing your schedule that's a big deal. It's the cumulative impact of never getting back on track. If you miss one workout, you don't suddenly feel more out of shape than you were before. This is why he says never miss twice. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he says it's critical to stick to the schedule, even if it's in a very small way. So if you don't have time to do a full workout, maybe just do squats while you're brushing your teeth. If you don't have enough time to write an article... Just open your computer and maybe start writing a paragraph. If you don't have enough time to do yoga, close your eyes and breathe for 10 seconds. If you don't have enough time to go on vacation, give yourself a mini break and drive to a neighboring town. That's a great tip. That is a great tip. So individually, these behaviors seem pretty insignificant, but it's not the individual impact that makes a difference. It is the cumulative impact of always sticking to your schedule that will carry you to long-term success. So get it in the schedule, no matter how small it is. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to read this one because this, as we have talked about on the regular, is something that is very good for me. Mm -hmm. And it's about accountability. Have someone who expects something of you. So, um... When I have accountability built into my habits, that's when I do the best. And that's why I've got Jenny built into my life every week. Thank you, Jenny. (laughs) So James references being part of a sports team to make this point. And I get that because I've been on a lot of teams too. So you know what happens when you have friends, teammates, and coaches expecting you to be at a practice or a meeting or at the gym at 530 a.m.? You show up. The good news is that you don't have to be on a team to make this work. Talk to strangers and make friends at the gym. Simply knowing that a familiar face expects to see you can be enough to get you to show up. That's a really good one. Yeah. So number four is focus on what you can work with. So we waste so much time focusing on what is withheld from us. So James says this is especially true after we slip up and get off track from our goals. Anytime we don't do the things we want to do, so maybe start a business, eat healthy, go to the gym, we come up with excuses. So I don't have enough money, don't have enough time, don't have the right contacts, don't have enough experience, need to learn more, not sure what to do, I feel uncomfortable and stupid. I definitely have thought all of those things. Sure, same. Yeah. Um, And here's what you need to think instead. I can work with this. That's a great phrase, isn't it? Yeah. I can work with this. Because you can. The truth is that most of us start in the same place, no money, no resources, no contacts, no experience. But some people, the winners, choose to get started anyway. So I love this. I think this is, this is great that he says this. He goes on to say, it's not easy, but I promise you that your life will be better if you choose to feel uncomfortable and make progress rather than complain and make excuses. Shift your focus from what's withheld from you to what is available to you. That's a great reframe. I love the reframe. Yes. Yeah. 
So very good. So it's rare that your circumstances prevent you from making any progress. You might not like where you have to start. Your progress might be slow and unsexy, but you can work with this. Well done, James Clear. You can do it. James Clear, so great. All right, number five, just because it's not optimal doesn't mean it's not beneficial. It's so easy to get hung up on doing things the optimal way and end up preventing yourself from doing them at all. I think that... um, perfectionists get into this um, in this place that's a real trap so here's an example i really want to eat paleo but i go to chipotle every friday with my friends and i like to get sour cream and cheese on my burrito and i know that that's not paleo plus i have a book club meeting every tuesday and we always have ice cream and i don't want to be the only one not joining the group maybe i should try something else seriously is eating clean five days per week better than not eating clean at all Yes, I believe it is. In fact, eating healthy one day per week is better than none at all. Make your goal to start. Eat clean every Monday. Just because you can't stick to the optimal schedule doesn't mean you should stick to it at all. Good habits are built gradually. Start slow. Live your life and get better along the way. Oh, it's like our podcast come to life. Start slow and get better along the way. Uh, Progress is a spectrum, not a specific place. Furthermore, if you haven't mastered the basics, then why make things harder for yourself by fretting about the details? The optimal strategies will make the last 10% of difference. Meanwhile, 90% of your results will hinge on you simply sticking to the basics. Don't miss workouts. Eat real food. Do the most important thing first each day. Master the fundamentals now. You can optimize the details later. Oh, this is so good. It's like, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. That's what Gretchen and Liz say on the regular. I love it. And I think I personally think that a creative practice in your life really assists with this. Yeah. Something that you do, I've noticed that people who are creative and are more used to just producing things are a lot more comfortable with mistakes and willing to just keep generating things. You know what? That's cool. And I feel like since we've started doing this creative project, maybe that has resonated Mm -hmm. and leaked into other parts of my life. Yeah. So there's something about it. It's like, yeah. okay, we want to get this done. We have, we want to be consistent every week. Sometimes it's in our minds, not hundred percent perfect. A few weeks ago, we put out an episode that didn't have perfect audio, yeah. but we got her done. We didn't yeah. let the, we didn't let the per or the progress get impeded by waiting for perfection. Absolutely. Don't let the perfect be the enemy and of the good. And I think that that can be something that is so easily learned through creative endeavors. That's so cool. Yeah. So anywho. Um, next up is design your environment for success. I think oh, this, this is, one's for you. That's why I put is, it in for, for you this week. I'm ready for this. So he says, if you think that you need motivation or more willpower to stick to your goals, then I have good news. You don't. Motivation is a fickle beast. Some days you feel inspired. Some days you don't. If you want consistent change, the last thing you want to rely on is something inconsistent. A great way to overcome this hurdle and get back on track is to design your environment for success. So he talks about this, how the people around you can really influence what you're doing, but the items around you can really influence uh, what you're doing as well. And I I talk about this a lot. This is definitely a big one for me. Um, So the things that are around you when you're at home, at work, they can trigger different behaviors from you. Um, one thing that he talks about is flossing. So, um, taking that floss out and keeping it next to the toothbrush on the counter. See, like, it seems like just a easy little funny thing, but just that visual cue he talks about of seeing it meant there was one less step of pulling it out of the drawer and he could just get down to it quicker. 
Um, so this is that's what he means with an environmental change. Little things you can do to make those habits a little bit easier. And this plays right into what we talked about when we read Gretchen Rubin's book, Outer Order, Inner Calm. Yeah. There really is something to calming down your environment, which creates more calm in your brain. And I know this is true for me. Yep. If I have a space that is clean and neat and organized and orderly, yeah. my brain feels the same way. Absolutely. I think that's true for a lot of people too. Yeah. Like if you come up to me at work and there are papers everywhere on my desk, your best course of action is to turn around and walk away because you know <laughs> that I'm not probably in a good state that day. Oh my goodness. All right. Number seven, care. It sounds so simple, but make sure that the habits that you're trying to stick to are actually important to you. This is interesting because yes. we've talked about this. Sometimes you get into the habit of doing the habit just because it's a habit. This is what I do. I this know. This is my big downfall. So sometimes forgetting your habit is a sign that it's not important to you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, this isn't true because obviously a lot of us are working hard on trying to create habits, but it does happen, happen often enough that we want to talk about it. And James Clear wants to mention it. It's remarkable how much time people spend chasing things that they don't really care about. Then when they don't achieve them, they beat themselves up and feel like a failure for not achieving something that wasn't important for them all along. You only have so much energy to put forward in the next 24 hours. Pick a habit that you care about. If it really matters to you, you will find a way to make it work. I love this. This comes right down to our whole conversation about intentional living. Yep. Agreed. Oh my God. Love it. Agreed. That's such a good one. And I think that when it comes to habit formation, this should be step one is what is the habit you want to do and why? Because I think a lot of times we have habits and we do them because we think we should, not because we have a real intrinsic why of yeah, for doing Because them. somebody like maybe Peggy or Jenny on a podcast told you, hey, you should floss your teeth. Well, yeah, yeah that's probably a good idea, but do you really want to? And is it really important to you? Yeah. We think it is, but yeah. it's our podcast. So of course we're going <laughs> to choose to tell you that. But this is what I go through with exercise. Okay. And, and this isn't to say that it's not, it's not an important thing, but in the hierarchy of needs and the impact in my life, especially in this season of your life, absolutely. This is why exercise is such a challenge for me. Right. So other habits, easy to stick to exercise, eh, not so much. So it really does come down to what do you want your life to look like? What Mm -hmm. habits do you want to incorporate into that life? You got it. And then get after it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. James Clear, thanks so much for that article that allowed us to just, you know, put it out there to our people. You just keep getting better, James. You're so good, James. Keep on keeping on. All right. You know what it's time for? Oh, I'm excited. It is time for a segment that was formerly known as What Are You Digging Lately? But we're now calling it, ooh, me likey. Peggy and I like talking to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, random internet hilarity we found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. And in the uh, um, frame of pure frivolity and fun, and also internet um, randomness, I am going to share an Instagram account that I follow, and it's random and fun, and it just brings me joy. And it's called Jade the Sable GSD. So GSD stands... GSD stands for German Shepherd Dog. Oh. <laughs> so her handle is at Jade the Sable GSD. So it's pictures and videos of the adventures of the most amazing German Shepherd named Jade and her younger brother, Jasper, who is another German Shepherd. He is 12 weeks old and is so cute. And he also has his own How Instagram. How did you come across this? I don't remember. Oh my God. <laughs> but I love them. Anyway, his handle is at Jasper the, the Sable GSD. So the owner of these two dogs is a girl named Karen from Ottawa. And I just love all of them. 
So I think I came, I came across them randomly. I don't what? really remember how, but it's just a super fun way. If you love looking at animals on the internet, which I think everybody <laughs> does, if you want a little bit of time to distract yourself by looking at a cute dog and her adventures, it, I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> what? I'm looking at this right now and I gotta say. So the owner, yeah, the little one is very cute, but she does taste testing with them. So she'll get them both at a table and then she'll give them like random things to eat. And it's so cute. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. Yeah, those are cute dogs, but Mm -hmm. okay. So if you're not into looking at animals on the internet, maybe it's not for you, but that's what I'm digging this week. This is what Umi likey this week. Those are cute puppies. They look, and you know what? They, they look very soft. Oh yeah. I want to pet that little pup. Yeah. He's cute. That little pupper. A little pupper. That's right. Um, are you aware that there's a new season of Queer Eye on Netflix? I was not aware. What? Yeah. (laughs) Well, because it was on our calendar. On our Google Calendar. Like, this was scheduled in. Oh, my goodness. So, it came out Friday. So, what would that have been? November the 1st. Okay. November the 1st. And it's a new, like, a small season of Queer Eye. Okay. It's not like a like a big, long one. It's four episodes. Okay. And they're in Japan. What? Yeah. It's very cool. And so, the really neat thing is it's all translated. Okay. So, they're speaking English. Sometimes the person who they're making over is speaking English. But there's a translator behind the scenes, but it's all so seamless. And there's subtitles. Okay. It's really, really good. Cool. Yeah. It's neat to see a different culture. I have one more episode to go. We've watched three. Okay. And yeah, very cool. Awesome. Very cool to see a different culture, yeah. get a different perspective on it, and see all of them in a different environment. And it translates. It works. There's a language barrier, but man, do those boys translate. Cool. And they are... The people are so lovely and welcoming and appreciative of their help. And it is amazing watching them talk. And they will all be, like, the people they're making over, their families, and the Fab Five, all sobbing. And they're not even speaking the same language to each other. But what they do for people is so impactful that it cuts through language. That's cool. You know what? You've talked a ton about how there's themes that are bigger and queer. And I I agree with you, but it's so cool that it transcends language. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And culture, really, for that matter, too, right? Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'll check they, it out. We're talking about how they don't really like to talk about their feelings as much. Yeah. And so Karamo, who's all about the talking about feelings, really breaks through that with some of them. Okay. But as well as Anthony. But of course. Anywho. Of course. All right, I'll check it out. Um, let's move on to you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during the segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. You got to win. All right. I'm up for the win. We've talked about this as I've gone through the process, but uh, John and I went to the lawyer last Monday. The wills and powers of attorney are signed, sealed, delivered, done. Yay. I would like celebratory. High five. five. (laughs) How's it feel? Fantastic. It's like one of the things on my 19 for 2019, but it has been on the list for more than two years. Yeah. It feels great. I would suspect that people can hear your smile. <laughs> it feels great, number one, because it's a really important thing to have done, for sure. And everybody should. Mm-hmm. But because I just resisted, 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 and then with your help, with the help of the listeners well, offering <laughs> offering accountability, got her done. And it's yeah. fantastic. It is a testament to put something on the list that you want to accomplish build in accountability, it gets it done. So thank you, Jenny. Thank you, listeners. 
Thank you. Yay, got her done. Yeah. Isn't that a nice thing? Love it. To just have settled. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a weight off the shoulders that you didn't really know was there. Yeah, good for you. That's awesome. Okay. All right. I have an interesting learn for you. What is it? Okay, so Friday, I took Ethan to a movie. We went to see the new animated Adams Family. Oh, how was it? Very cute. Yeah? Really good. I hadn't even seen a trailer for it. I was going into it cold. Yeah. So um, we very much decided, spur- we were actually sitting right here, and we decided to go see a movie. So we very quickly, and like we realized it was starting soon, so we very quickly got ourselves together and got to the theater. Jeff was working late, so we figured we might as well do okay. something fun. So we got up, left, went to the theater, we got ourselves all settled, we were in the seat, we had our popcorn, we had about five minutes until uh, the movie started, and I reached in my purse to shut off my phone, and my phone wasn't in my purse. And I had that moment of, uh-oh, I'd like because I, I didn't know where it was. Sure. So we looked around for a minute, and I said to Ethan, and there was four other people in the theater. So anyway, we left our things, and we're in St. Thomas, so it's very close. This isn't as ridiculous as it sounds, but we quickly ran out to the car. Okay. Because I'm there with Ethan and I thought, well, if I have to get a hold of Jeff or Jeff's wondering, I did tell him where we were. So anyway, but it wasn't in my car either. Okay. So at this point I'm thinking, well, Jeff knows where we are. I'm with Ethan. So I don't like, it would be different if I was away from Ethan. I would be very nervous about this. But I realized, oh, okay, I'm just going to not have my phone with me because I'm not going to need it during the movie anyhow. And really what's going to happen? But the fascinating thing was that little period of time between noticing it was missing and then like realizing like I just need to be okay with this. Yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah. It and that feeling of that panic of not having my phone made me remember like Oh, I need to do this more. Yeah. Of going out without my phone and I need to do a digital detox more, which is why now I've put it on my 20 for 20, but uh, I'm going to do it once a month. Do for, the 24 hours. Wow, that's big. It is. It's a little ambitious. Um I think I need it. Okay. I think I need it. I think I'm getting a little out of check with my phone. Okay. In terms of how frequently I'm on it, I need to have a little bit more downtime. And I need to leave the house without it. Okay. Well, um, it's just like going back a decade or two. Where I couldn't believe it. I used yeah. to do this all the time. And we all suddenly, did. And it's just so strange now that well, we're so dependent on it. And I use my kid as a total crutch for it. Right. Because I feel like I'm not a responsible parent if I'm not reachable, if I'm not... What did all those parents do before cell phones? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that was a really interesting one for me. Wow, and that is me, a good one. Made me do a little introspection and realize I need to get that relationship with my phone in check. Okay. But all anywho. Right. That's a good reminder for all of us. Ugh. All right, and that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Let us know if you have slipped up with your habits as we get into this dark November time of the year. And if you have, how are you getting back on track? Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse, and I am on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject or theimprovementproject. Oh, yeah, we've got to say the. <laughs> You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and of course we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. It's the most common way that new listeners find our show. 
If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now, go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. Uh, That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. All right. Do you have anything else to add to this? Is it never enough for you? No, I just... (laughs) I I like how... I like having a little sound bite or two at the end to keep our people entertained. A you little know? bite, a little nibble. A little nibble. Okay, a little nibble. A little sound nibble. A little tasty morsel. Yeah.